The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. Can you believe it? It's Friday. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Friday, September 16th, 2022, Friday of the 24th week in Ordinary Time. In the Missal, it's Liturgical Year C, Cycle 2. Friday is a day to pray the sorrowful mysteries of the Rosary. And today is the memorial of Saints Cornelius and Cyprian, both martyrs. In the 3rd century, the Emperor Decius decided that anyone who wouldn't renounce his Christian faith should be killed. Pope Fabian was martyred, along with many others. Cornelius was elected pope. Now, a priest named Novatian believed that apostates could not be accepted back into the church even if they had repented, so Cornelius called a council of bishops together to settle the dispute. The council condemned Novatian's view. Cornelius was arrested under the emperor's rule and sentenced to banishment. He died in exile in 253. Cyprian, the Bishop of Carthage in North Africa, was a friend and supporter of Cornelius. Like Cornelius, Cyprian had to deal with Novatian. New persecutions broke out under Emperor Valerian. Cyprian was arrested and tried for being a Christian. When he was read his death sentence, he exclaimed, Blessed be God. He was martyred in 258. Saints Cornelius and Cyprian, pray for us. Let's offer this day to the Lord. My Lord and Father, inspire my thoughts, words, and actions, and accompany them with your aid, so that I may undertake all my activities according to your will and out of love for you. I ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. And along with Pope Francis, we pray that the death penalty, which attacks the dignity of the human person, may be legally abolished in every country. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's Ten Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. The gospel we read for our Mass today is very short, and it just can seem almost like a little bit of an interlude, Luke uh, reminding us exactly who's around Jesus as he's journeying around, at this point primarily in the north, in Galilee, that he's going from one town and village to another. Jesus didn't necessarily stay put all that often, and that with him were, were the twelve, the twelve apostles, and as well some women we hear, some women who accompany them. We get the names of some of them even. Uh, We get Mary, Susanna, and Joanna. But then there's this beautiful little detail, and if we read the passage or listen to it at the Mass too quickly and praying with it, if we pass over this, we we miss a beautiful point. We hear that not only were those three women with Jesus and the apostles, but many others. There are many others. So St. Luke gives us a list of 12 and then three women, but also many others. Uh, particularly that that many others is written in the feminine, alie multe, right? Many other women who were around and, 
and caring for them. And so when we think about Jesus, Jesus, when we think about you in your in your ministry, when we think about you and your preaching, you're not just wandering around all alone, or you don't just have the apostles there as kind of a little click. Rather, this is a, a real family environment, that this is a group of people that are are friends with each other and and they're acting very much like a family. Jesus, you form a a family, a community of disciples around you and many others. And that that little phrase, many others, is the invitation to us that we can be part of that many others. That we we could be right there with you, Jesus, as part of the team, as part of the family. We're your friends. And so you invite us to be on mission with you, to, to accompany you, to accompany you in our prayer, to accompany you as well as we go out among our work that we are working as part of your church, as part of your, as part of your family. We're part of your mission. And that you invite us in, that the church is a warm and welcoming family. It's a big family. The church, your church, Jesus, is a big family, but it's a big family where more and more people are always welcome. Sometimes if you have a family that can be very focused, closed in on itself, the only people welcome around the dinner table are, are those of the family. And this could be for any number of reasons, not, not imputing any blame. But sometimes there would be families, I remember growing up, where it's time for family dinner so, so that your friends have to go home. Send your friends home. It's time for family dinner. And it's good for families to spend some amount of exclusive time together. But it could be difficult when we consider a family or we consider a group of friends where other people are not welcome, that they're outsiders and they will always be outsiders. And Jesus, that's not what you want your family, the church, to be. Rather, going back to that same example, be that, that wonderful experience hopefully many of us have had where playing with friends or, or visiting someone and now it's time for family dinner and if you want to stay, just pull up a chair. That you're invited into the family. You're invited there to be part of the family life, to share family life. And not just to be a passive spectator. I remember a number of times being invited to stay over a friend's house for, for dinner growing up. But you're going to help. You're going to help clean up. You're going to help set the table. You're going to move your chair to the table. And not just being a guest, not just being a, a passive outside spectator, but being part of the family, being one among all the others. We should ask Jesus, when it comes to your family, the church, do we see ourselves as just guests that we're there to be taken care of? We don't want to step on anyone's toes. We don't really know all the family lingo. And so I'm, I'm going to behave like a guest. I'm, I'm going to be on my best behavior. It's always good to be on good behavior. But I'm going to be on this awkwardly formal behavior and have the mindset that I'm an outsider and I, I better not mess up. And when I'm, when I'm with my friends in the church, I always feel like an outsider. Jesus, that's not the environment that you want for us. You invite us to be part of the family. You want us to be there and to take a certain co-responsibility for your family, the church. And we see this as the passage goes on. And again, these very, very short words that the group traveling around Jesus provided for them out of their own resources. 
out of their own resources they, they provided for the needs of their family. And so we, when we come into the family, the church, we're invited to share our own gifts that within the life of the church, the fullness of who we're called to be and the fullness of the gifts that God has given us can be exhibited there. Any of our skills or our capacities, our talents, right? Jesus, what you've given us, we share with the family, the church. Going to the example again around a dinner table being at a friend's house, it would be as if, well, I make, I make a very good type of pasta. And so one night staying for dinner doesn't just mean I'm being served, but rather I can help cook. I can help cook the pasta. I can be there and share in the responsibility for the family dinner, not as a guest, but as part of the team, as part of the family. And so in the church, do we see our role as being part of the family? Do we see that whatever gifts we were given, we can share in the family, the church, and ultimately share them with you, Jesus? that we need to assume a certain co-responsibility. One of the great dangers and pitfalls of living in the church in our time is the consumer mentality, that we can treat the church as like a store, and we're the customer. And of course, the customer is always right. And that I want the church to meet just my needs in my way. And if your store doesn't carry what I want, well, I'll go to another one. I'll find some other church. And that that could be a danger. That mentality of a consumer mentality can, can slip into our relationship to the church. But when we change and we see that we're not consumers, we're not guests, but that we are part of the family, then we take a certain co-responsibility. If there's something that needs to be done in the church, now the universe, it could be the universal church, right? If there's some thing, some mission of evangelization or vocation, then I see that I very well could answer that if my gifts and talents line up with that need. Or it could just be in, in my local church, in my local parish or university chapel or school. What ways can my gifts and talents help meet that need? Here in my own parish, we had a just a day or two ago, had a, a case where we have a baptism coming up and somebody who has a skill with sewing saw the, the robe that we were going to give uh, to the, the newborn child and said, oh, father, that's not good enough. That's not good enough for that baby. The first baby of this family, everyone's so joyful. You got to do something better than that. <laughs> Me, I can't do anything. And, and so this, this very generous woman said, well, I'll do it. I'll just take it. I'll, I'll take it home and I'll have it back for you in two days in time for the baptism because that's a skill that she has and she's happy to do it. Not for her own family, uh, but not for her own physical family, but rather for her family, the church, to see that this is a, a skill that with which God has blessed her and that she's willing to share that. And other ways of, of co-responsibility. Uh, there's so many young people that have tremendous skill with social media and being able to spread messages through that, that use it to at the service of their parish and at the service of ultimately you, Jesus, and in spreading the gospel through those means uh, at which they're particularly skilled. So we offer whatever we can. It's not money. You don't get the sense that it's just money, that when those who are with Jesus where are they making money? They're wandering around Galilee, but no, rather they're sharing their skill. They're sharing their love because they're part of the family. And so Jesus, help us to see that we're part of your family. We can go to our mother, Mary, as a, a good mother of the family. She's the one who can invite us in with that maternal care, that maternal love, helping us to each be the best that we are created for, helping us to live all of our virtues and talents. Mary, pray for us. Invite us always to be part of the family of your son, 
Jesus Christ so that we may fully live as members of his family, the church, and not just guests or outsiders. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations which you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help in putting them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me. More of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. It's 15 past the hour on Daybreak. It's the memorial of Saints Cornelius and Cyprian. I'm Paul Sadek, and this is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. We begin this day of prayer as we join with the whole church. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips. And And my my mouth mouth will proclaim your praise. Come, let us worship Christ, the King of Martyrs. Come, let us worship Christ, the King of Martyrs. Come, let us sing to the Lord and shout with joy to the rock who saves us. Let us approach him with praise and thanksgiving and sing joyful songs to the Lord. Come, let us worship Christ, the King of martyrs. The Lord is God, the mighty God the great King over all the gods. He holds in his hands the depths of the earth and the highest mountains as well. He made the sea, it belongs to him, the dry land too, for it was formed by his hands. Come, let us worship Christ, the King of martyrs, Come then, let us bow down and worship, bending the knee before the Lord our Maker. For he is our God, and we are his people, the flock he shepherds. Come, let us worship Christ, the King of martyrs. Today, listen to the voice of the Lord. Do not grow stubborn, as your fathers did in the wilderness. When at Meribah and Massah, they challenged me and provoked me. Although they had seen all of my works. Come, let us worship Christ, the King of Martyrs. Forty years I endured that generation. I said, they are a people whose hearts go astray, and they do not know my ways. So I swore in my anger, they shall not enter into my rest. Come, let us worship Christ, the King of martyrs. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. 
Come, let us worship Christ, the King of martyrs. My God, do not reject my cry for help, assailed as I am by the wicked. My My God, God, do do not reject reject my cry for help, assailed as I am by the wicked. O God, listen to my prayer. Do not hide from my pleading. Attend to me and reply. With my cares I cannot rest. I tremble at the shouts of the foe, at the cries of the wicked, for they bring down evil upon me. They assail me with fury. My heart is stricken within me. Death's terror is on me. Trembling and fear fall upon me, and horror overwhelms me. Oh, that I had wings like a dove, to fly away and be at rest. So I would escape far away and take refuge in the desert. I would hasten to find shelter from the raging wind, from the destructive storm, O Lord, and from their plotting tongues. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. My God, do not reject my cry for help, assailed as I am by the wicked. The Lord himself will free us from hostile and treacherous hands. The Lord himself will free us from hostile and treacherous hands. For I can see nothing but violence and strife in the city. Night and day they patrol high on the city walls. It is full of wickedness and evil. It is full of sin. Its streets are never free from tyranny and deceit. If this had been done by an enemy, I could bear his taunts. If a rival had risen against me, I could hide from him. But it is you my own companion, my intimate friend. How close was the friendship between us. We walked together in harmony in the house of God. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As As it was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. Amen. The Lord himself will free us from hostile and treacherous hands. Entrust your cares to the Lord. He will sustain you. Entrust your cares to the Lord. He will sustain you. As for me, I will cry to God, and the Lord will save me. Evening, morning, and at noon, I will cry and lament. He will deliver my soul in peace in the attack against me. For those who fight me are many, but he hears my voice. God will hear and will humble them, the eternal judge, for they will not amend their ways. They have no fear of God. The traitor has turned against his friends. He has broken his word. His speech is softer than butter, but war is in his heart. His words are smoother than oil, but they are naked swords. Entrust your cares to the Lord and he will support you. He will never allow the just man to stumble. But you, O God, will bring them down to the pit of death. 
deceitful and bloodthirsty men shall not live half their days. O Lord, I will trust in you. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, you were rejected by your people, betrayed by the kiss of a friend, and deserted by your disciples. Give us the confidence that you had in the Father, and our salvation will be assured. Entrust your cares to the Lord. He will sustain you. Our spirits yearn for the Lord. He is is our our help and our protector. From the book of the prophet Ezekiel. Thus says the Lord God to Jerusalem. By origin and birth, you are of the land of Canaan. Your father was an Amorite and your mother a Hittite. You were thrown out on the ground as something loathsome the day you were born. Then I passed by and saw you weltering in your blood. I said to you, Live in your blood and grow like a plant in the field. You grew and developed. You came to the age of puberty. Again I passed by you and saw that you were now old enough for love. So I spread the corner of my cloak over you to cover your nakedness. I swore an oath to you and entered into a covenant with you. You became mine, says the Lord. Then I bathed you with water, washed away your blood, and anointed you with oil. I clothed you with an embroidered gown, put sandals of fine leather on your feet. I gave you a fine linen sash and silk robes to wear. I adorned you with jewelry. I put bracelets on your arms, a necklace about your neck, a ring in your nose, pendants in your ears, and a glorious diadem upon your head. Thus you were adorned with gold and silver. Your garments were a fine linen and silk and embroidered cloth. Fine flour, honey, and oil were your food. You were exceedingly beautiful, with the dignity of a queen. You were renowned among the nations for your beauty, perfect as it was, because of my splendor, which I had bestowed on you, says the Lord God. But you were captivated by your own beauty. You used your renown to make yourself a harlot, and you lavished your harlotry on every passerby whose own you became. Therefore, harlot, hear the word of the Lord. I will now gather together all your lovers whom you tried to please 
whether you loved them or not. They shall lead an assembly against you to stone you and hack you with their swords. They shall burn your apartments with fire and inflict punishments on you while many women looked on. Thus I will put an end to your harlotry, and you shall never again give payment. When I have wreaked my fury upon you, I will cease to be jealous of you. I will be quiet and no longer vexed. Because you did not remember what happened when you were a girl, but enraged me with all these things. Therefore, in return, I am bringing down your conduct upon your head, says the Lord. For did you not add lewdness to the rest of your abominable deeds? For thus speaks the Lord God. I will deal with you according to what you have done. You who despised your oath, breaking a covenant. Yet I will remember the covenant I made with you when you were a girl. And I will set up an everlasting covenant with you. Then you shall remember your conduct and be ashamed when I take your sisters, those older and younger than you, and give them to you as daughters, even though I am not bound by my covenant with you. For I will re-establish my covenant with you that you may know that I am the Lord, that you may remember and be covered with confusion, and that you may be utterly silenced for shame when I pardon you for all you have done, says the Lord. The Word of the Lord. I have called you back like a forsaken wife. For a brief moment of anger, I hid my face from you. With, With an, an everlasting love, I have had compassion on you, says the Lord, your Redeemer. I will remember the covenant I made with you when you were a young woman, and I will make a covenant with you that will last forever. With, with an, an everlasting, everlasting love, I have had compassion on you, says the Lord, your Redeemer. From a letter by St. Cyprian, Bishop and Martyr. Cyprian sends greetings to his brother Cornelius. My very dear brother, we have heard of the glorious witness given by your courageous faith. On learning of the honor you had won by your witness, we were filled with such joy that we felt ourselves sharers and companions in your praiseworthy achievements. After all, we have 
the same church, the same mind, the same unbroken harmony? Why then should a priest not take pride in the praise given to a fellow priest as though it were given to him? What brotherhood fails to rejoice in the happiness of its brothers wherever they are? Words cannot express how great was the exaltation and delight here when we heard of your good fortune and brave deeds, how you stood out as leader of your brothers in their declaration of faith, while the leader's confession was enhanced as they declared their faith. You led the way to glory, but you gained many companions in that glory, being foremost in your readiness to bear witness on behalf of all, you prevailed on your people to become a single witness. We cannot decide which we ought to praise, your own ready and unshaken faith or the love of your brothers who would not leave you. While the courage of the bishop who thus led the way has been demonstrated, at the same time, the unity of the brotherhood who followed has been manifested. Since you have one heart and one voice, that is the Roman church as a whole that has borne witness. Dearest brother, bright and shining is the faith which the blessed apostle praised in your community. He foresaw in the spirit the praise your courage deserves and the strength that could not be broken. He was heralding the future when he testified to your achievements. His praise of the fathers was a challenge to the sons. Your unity, your strength, have become shining examples of these virtues to the rest of the brethren. Divine providence has now prepared us. God's merciful design has warned us that the day of our own struggle, our own contest, is at hand. By that shared love which binds us closely together, we are doing all we can to exhort our congregation to give ourselves unceasingly to fasting, vigils, and prayers in common. These are the heavenly weapons which give us the strength to stand firm and endure. They are the spiritual defenses, the God-given armaments that protect us. Let us then remember one another, united in mind and heart. Let us pray without ceasing, you for us, we for you. By the love we share, we shall thus relieve the strain of these great trials. We are warriors now, fighting on the battlefield of faith, and God sees all we do. The angels watch, and so does Christ. What honor and glory and joy to do battle in the presence of God and to have Christ approve our victory. Let us arm ourselves in full strength and prepare ourselves for the ultimate struggle with blameless hearts, true faith, and unyielding courage. What honor and glory and joy to do battle in the presence of God and to have Christ approve of our victory. O God, 
who gave Saints Cornelius and Cyprian to your people as diligent shepherds and valiant martyrs. Grant that through their intercession, we may be strengthened in faith and constancy and spend ourselves without reserve for the unity of the Church. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. 22 minutes before the hour. Today's Gospel is coming up in just a few minutes, along with In Conversation with God and Morning Prayer on Daybreak. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app on the Memorial of Saints Cornelius and Cyprian. I'm Paul Sadek, and in today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, we hear the names of some of the women who accompanied Jesus. It's from the 8th chapter of the Gospel of Luke. Soon afterward, Jesus went on through cities and villages, preaching and bringing the good news of the kingdom of God. The twelve were with him, and also some women who had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities. Mary, called Magdalene, from whom seven demons had gone out. Joanna, the wife of Cusa, Herod's steward and Susanna, and many others, who provided for them out of their means. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group, daily and Sunday Mass readings are on the relevant radio app. Did you know that the spread of Christianity through Europe was due to one woman? Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 5, Ordinary Time. If anyone serves me, he must follow me. And where I am, there shall my servant be also. If anyone serves me, the Father will honor him. In the history of the church, even from earliest times, there were side by side with men a number of women for whom the response of the bride to the bridegroom's redemptive love acquired full expressive force. First we see those women who had personally encountered Christ and followed him. After his departure together with the apostles, they devoted themselves to prayer in the upper room in Jerusalem until the day of Pentecost. On that day, the Holy Spirit spoke through the sons and daughters of the people of God, thus fulfilling the words of the prophet Joel. These women and others afterwards played an active and important role in the life of the early church in building up from its foundations the first Christian community and subsequent communities through their own charisms and their varied service. We would do well to recall that Christianity began in Europe because of the apostolate of one dedicated woman named Lydia. She initiated the conversion of a continent from the confines of her home. Something similar occurred with regard to the Samaritans. It was the Samaritan woman who brought the first news of the Redeemer to her kinsfolk. At that time, the apostles themselves were probably a little afraid of preaching to these people, of telling them that the Messiah was at Jacob's well. Throughout the centuries, the church has been mindful of the profound importance of women to Christianity as mother, wife, and sister in the propagation of the faith. The apostolic writings provide ample testimony of women who made great sacrifices for the church. Lydia of Philippi, Priscilla and Chloe of Corinth, Phoebe of Sencre, 
the mother of Rufus, who cared for Paul as if he were her own son, the daughters of Philip of Caesarea. Every Christian is called to serve the Lord according to his or her nature and qualities. Women are called to bring to the family, to society, and to the church their gentle warmth and untiring generosity, their love for detail, their quick-wittedness and intuition, their simple and deep piety, their constancy. The church is counting on the contribution of women to restore society's awareness of the dignity of the person. The church is constantly enriched by the witness of the many women who fulfill their vocation to holiness. Holy women are an incarnation of the feminine ideal. They are also a model for all Christians. A model of the sequela Christi, an example of how the bride must respond with love to the love of the bridegroom. The Lord wants everyone to serve Him, the church and society, with all the talents at our disposal. Then we will come to understand the wisdom of that truth. To serve is to reign. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers. You'll find it at your local Catholic bookstore. Fifteen minutes before the hour on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. We join the whole church in prayer. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Create a clean heart in me, O God. Renew in me a steadfast spirit. Create a clean heart in me, O God. Renew in me a steadfast spirit. Have mercy on me, God, in your kindness. In your compassion, blot out my offense. O wash me more and more from my guilt, and cleanse me from my sin. My offenses, truly, I know them. My sin is always before me. Against you, you alone have I sinned. What is evil in your sight, I have done. That you may be justified when you give sentence, and be without reproach when you judge. O see, in guilt I was born, a sinner was I conceived. Indeed, you love truth in the heart, then in the secret of my heart teach me wisdom. O purify me, then I shall be clean. O wash me, I shall be whiter than snow. Make me hear rejoicing and gladness, that the bones you have crushed may revive. From my sins turn away your face and blot out all my guilt. A pure heart create for me, O God. Put a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence, nor deprive me of your Holy Spirit. Give me again the joy of your help. With a spirit of fervor sustain me, that I may teach transgressors your ways, and sinners may return to you. O rescue me, God, my helper, and my tongue shall ring out your goodness. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall declare your praise. For in sacrifice you take no delight, 
burnt offering from me you would refuse. My sacrifice, a contrite spirit, a humbled, contrite heart, you will not spurn. In your goodness show favor to Zion, rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. Then you will be pleased with lawful sacrifice, holocaust offered on your altar. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as as it was was in the beginning, beginning, is is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Father, he who knew no sin was made sin for us, to save us and restore us to your friendship. Look upon our contrite heart and afflicted spirit, and heal our troubled conscience, so that in the joy and strength of the Holy Spirit we may proclaim your praise and glory before all the nations. Create a clean heart in me, O God. Renew in me a steadfast spirit. Rejoice, Jerusalem, for through you all men will be gathered to the Lord. Rejoice, Jerusalem, for through you all men will be gathered to the Lord. Let all men speak of the Lord's majesty and sing his praises in Jerusalem. O Jerusalem, holy city, he scourged you for the work of your hands, but will again pity the children of the righteous. Praise the Lord for his goodness and bless the King of the ages, so that his tent may be rebuilt in you with joy. May he gladden within you all who were captives, all who were ravaged may he cherish within you for all generations to come. A bright light will shine to all parts of the earth. Many nations shall come to you from afar, and the inhabitants of all the limits of the earth, drawn to you by the name of the Lord God, bearing in their hands their gifts for the King of Heaven. Every generation shall give joyful praise in you and shall call you the Chosen One through all ages forever. Go, then, rejoice over the children of the righteous who shall all be gathered together and shall bless the Lord of the ages. Happy are those who love you and happy those who rejoice in your prosperity. Happy are all the men who shall grieve over you, over all your chastisements. For they shall rejoice in you as they behold all your joy forever. My spirit blesses the Lord, the great King. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it it was was in in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Rejoice, Jerusalem. For through you all men will be gathered to the Lord. Zion, praise your God, who sent his word to renew the earth. Zion, praise your God, who sent his word to renew the earth. O praise the Lord, Jerusalem. Zion, praise your God. He has strengthened the bars of your gates. He has blessed the children within you. He established Peace on your borders. He feeds you with finest wheat. He sends out his word to the earth, 
and swiftly runs his command. He showers down snow, white as wool. He scatters hoarfrost like ashes. He hurls down hailstones like crumbs. The waters are frozen at his touch. He sends forth his word and it melts them. At the breath of his mouth the waters flow. He makes his word known to Jacob, to Israel his laws and decrees. He has not dealt thus with other nations. He has not taught them his decrees. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As As it it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. All-powerful God, it is through your Church, generously endowed with gifts of grace and fortified by the Holy Spirit, that you send out your word to all nations. Strengthen your church with the best of all food and make it dauntless in faith. Multiply its children to celebrate with one accord the mysteries of your love at the altar on high. Zion, praise your your God, God, who sent sent his his word to renew renew the earth. earth. A reading from 2 Corinthians. Praised be God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, and the God of all consolation. He comforts us in all our afflictions, and thus enables us to comfort those who are in trouble with the same consolation we have received from Him. As we have shared much in the suffering of Christ, so through Christ do we share abundantly in his consolation. The word of the Lord. The just are the friends of God. They live with him forever. The just are the friends of God. They live with him forever. God himself is their reward. They live with him forever. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. The just are the friends of God. They live with him forever. How precious the death of those who purchased eternal life by shedding their blood. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets he promised of old, that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet 
into the way of peace. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. How precious the death of those who purchased eternal life by shedding their blood. Our Savior's faithfulness is mirrored in the fidelity of His witnesses who shed their blood for the Word of God. Let us praise Him in remembrance of them. You redeemed us by Your blood. Your martyrs freely embraced death in bearing witness to the faith. Give us the true freedom of the Spirit, O Lord. You redeemed us by your your blood. Your martyrs professed their faith by shedding their blood. Give us a faith, O Lord, that is constant and pure. You redeemed us by your blood. Your martyrs followed in your footsteps by carrying the cross. Help us to endure courageously the misfortunes of life. You redeemed us by your blood. Your martyrs washed their garments in the blood of the Lamb. Help us to avoid the weaknesses of the flesh and worldly allurements. You redeemed us by your blood. Let us make our prayers and praise complete by offering the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. O God, who gave Saints Cornelius and Cyprian to your people as diligent shepherds and valiant martyrs, Grant that through their intercession we may be strengthened in faith and constancy and spend ourselves without reserve for the unity of the Church. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Well, the weekend is right around the corner. I hope your plans go well. Morning Air with John and Glenn is coming up in just a few minutes. Patrick Madrid a bit later on. The Inner Life with Josh. And Father Simon said, I'm Paul Sadek. I'll see you tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central or on the Relevant Radio app. You go out now and make this a great day and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio.